uh, a couple of years ago, or yeah. it could have been last year, where Arsene Wenger was saying a throw-in is actually not an advantage to the team that's got the throw-in. They are a man down because the man is outside throwing in the, the ball, ball inside. Okay, makes Technically, sense. Technically, yeah. Yeah, so the makes advantage yeah. is only possession, essentially. But you could lose that position in the moment of yes. throwing the ball True. in and you're still a man down yeah. who's outside. So is that going to be another rule that gets looked at? And like They're going to change it to kick-ins, maybe. Yeah, you know... But then you, you get a throw in in the corner and it's practically a corner kick. It's an advantage. But, I, I, I mean, are we then getting to a point where we are then becoming way too technical when it comes to football? I mean, the introduction of VR on its own is an advantage, but also it takes away, um, you know, from just certain things just, you know, slipping um, through the cracks. In TN8, I think I went for the obvious picks. Sundowns to win their game just because they're sundowns. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> I don't like to bet against sundowns. When, you, when it comes to cup competitions, that the underdogs normally then come out victorious. So it's, it's also going true. To be quite interesting. It's also true. Yeah. And then I also fancied Super Sport United in their game against Stellies. I like Stellies, good side, but Super Sport United, ultra professional, good side, uh, playing good football. Their game is at home which is another point that we can discuss. True. For their five supporters. The, wow. The shade. Hey, there's not much. <laughs> but to be fair, they don't have a home ground, do they? It's in South Africa. Exactly. There's an international one. But yeah. I'm just saying, from a, from a perspective of, we started with the FIFA Women's World Cup when it started. Yes. We watched the Nigerias, the Moroccos, the... The SA. The South Africas of, of course. the world. And the Zambia. Yes. Uh... They might be knocked out. It doesn't mean the competition is finished. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, look. Yeah. Now our so lo- loyalty has been tested. You know, mm-hmm. were we watching women's football because there was nothing to watch? Or were we watching women's football because we are really, really interested and uplifting women's football? That like, is the question. We got this. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Onside ZA Ballers. Thank you for joining us as always. And we're now brought to you by Betway. Get way more. With me in the studio, welcome, Len Moleko. Hola, 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 hola. Tepi Worldwide, thank you for joining us. And of course, everyone's favorite super sub. Danko, danko. Welcome to the show. Guys. It's been a big weekend. DSTV Premiership came back. It's just passed. We have some midweek fixtures that we might get through, one or two of them. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the English Premier League coming back. Football is back. Going back to normality. And normality, he Talking says. about going back to normality. And, and we're all very happy with this. And something that happens at the beginning of every season, the FA Community Shield. Then, I, I, I can see the shots coming. Come, bring them. There, there's bring no them, shots. There's no shots. Well done. Congratulations to Arsenal. And I think one of my biggest talking points about this game, because it was actually a quality football match. Mm-hmm. It was a game full of quality. Mm-hmm. Manchester City and Arsenal both top sides and showing their it. credentials and showing that they're probably the, the two ones to focus on going into the new Premier League season. City, of course, favourites to win it, as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arsenal might run them close like they did last year. 
see that's that's been the biggest talking point that city are going to do title number six in seven years under pep right yeah okay uh and that maybe arsenal might run them close um chelsea i think when we were doing our picks earlier on uh we think they're gonna start gelling once pochettino makes things happen it's city you cannot you cannot write them off because as it stands from the way they were playing in the community shield they still look like the business all right but then it's going to be in situations whereby key injuries happen to key personnel in the club mm-hmm. i think that might sway with regards to who is going to look like a favorite who's going to lose players in january i don't think city's going to lose anybody for the afcon right no 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 they don't have any african players no not really saves me. yeah so those are the kind of things that I think will sway the conversation. We will sway the conversation as the season goes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the ones that we've seen now look good, minus the ones that were playing in the USA. Because I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'll keep quiet. Yeah, <laughs> but Community Shield, you can argue it's the first competitive game of the season in the Premier League, and City look like yeah. What do you say? Okay, so. I mean, what, wh- which player would you say was person who stood out for you? I think... Considering uh, also that, you know, we had some new signings in. There's a couple things, yes. yeah. And that's why I, wanna, I like that you brought up new signings. Because yeah. Kai Havertz looked like he had a pretty good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he looks a good fit in mm-hmm. the Arsenal side. So I think that's an interesting one to watch. City squad unchanged. Largely, although that Josko Gvardial deal has now come through and they've just got themselves probably one of the best centre-backs that the world's going to see in years to come. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a big one. We hadn't seen him there. But I, I picked out two things. And the first one, because we're talking about players, was that the inversions element that's going to, that we're going to be seeing growing mm-hmm. in the Premier League this season. Arsenal and Man City seem to be the ones who's adopted this inversion system the earliest. Man City have been doing it for perhaps a couple seasons and they've been doing it really well. Arsenal's success based on last season and I see Arsenal as a much better side with Zinchenko in the side. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Zinchenko is a player who is the marquee or the poster boy for the inversion system as a left back that slips into midfield during the transition of attack and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that the inversion system and players' ability to adapt is going to be a theme this season. And we saw it in the community shield with Bernardo Silva slipping into midfield. Yeah, no, for me, um, I like what you said when you said Arsenal is going to run close to Manchester City. I mean, if you look at that game, stats-wise, Arsenal was there pound-to-pound. You know, obviously yeah. City had more ball position because obviously that that is uh, their strength, you know, but... You know, if you sh- if you look at shots at goal, I mean, it was very close. You know, so I think Arsenal still got it in them, and I think the addition of like your Declan Rice and all of those other guys, I think it's gonna it's gonna go a long way. I think they're gonna run City very close. I think it's still gonna be City and Arsenal uh, title race this season. Speaking about players, as we continue down this road, yes. Cole Palmer, what a goal! What a goal. What a goal. And I think what stands out for me, it's not the first time we've seen Cole Palmer. Mm. We've seen a lot of talent from him, but 
you know, you wonder how many games he's going to catch. A bit of rumor about that he might want to leave the club so mm. that he can get game time. Mm-hmm. Um, but City's depth seems endless. They can reach onto the bench and replace pretty much anyone on that squad yeah. and have a high-quality player in that position. But I saw the consistency also of Saka. I think he is a gift that keeps on giving. Mm. I think it just keeps on getting better with time. And, um, you know, he's one person that we still need to keep on watching. Have you seen he bulked up, eh? Ah. Yeah. Yes. He looks like, beast. He looks like a beast. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like Traor. Yeah. Adama Traor. Yeah. 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 I hope he doesn't lose his pace, though. Hopefully. But mm-hmm. Well, like Rashford got quicker as he bulked up. Yes. Interesting. So I think that might be an interesting thing to watch with Saka as well. Because mm-hmm. Rashford, we also saw a skinny boy come into the side. Mm. Then there was an off-season that he came back like with a bit of muscle on him. And his times were quicker. His sprint times were quicker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing, though, is that what I wanted to ask in terms of uh, what we put on the table in terms of City running or Arsenal running City very close. Yeah. Should we read a lot into the community shield considering both coaches we might argue that they were just almost like testing the waters type of thing uh, when yeah. it comes to the coaches um don't you then look at the coaches as in this case Arteta being the student and um Guardiola being the master yeah, look, Guardiola's going to be the master for anyone, but Arteta was his direct student. There we go. Yeah, I think Arteta's yeah. going to go down in history as one of the greatest football managers of all time. Mm-hmm. His success speaks for itself. Uh, top, top manager, and yeah. Mm. So I agree, but to answer your question about should we read into the community shield, no, absolutely not. I think what we're reading into is Arsenal's performances from last season the acquisitions they've made, including a Declan Rice, including Havertz, who actually played well, who was someone that I was Havertz. perhaps on the okay. fence about. Yeah, yeah. So Arsenal have clearly strengthened their side from a side that performed really well last season. So I think I would rather read into that more than the Community Shield result. Yeah, and so also just think- to mm-hmm. sorry, just to add on what Len is saying, mm-hmm. or just to answer Len's question, you can't read much into that. I mean, if we look at the season before this one that just kicked off with the Community Shield, Manchester City went on to lose against Liverpool. I think the score was 3-1. Haaland did not even... <laughs> yeah, a lot of people thought Haaland, is he going to even be the player that we thought he was, you know? And then um, we can all see what they went on what went on to achieve, you know? So it is just a curtain razor. I don't think you can read much into the results. I like what you say. Coaches were just testing waters with that game, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. The other thing that stood out for me away from players and managers was it was the first time we've seen it in English competitive club football where the new stoppage time rule, which will be implemented into the Premier League now, Rafael Varane had a very deep, um, unhappy letter written out and and something that he put out to say that they're very unhappy with their extra time. So, <laughs> so there's a new you? stoppage I time <laughs> rule where they're counting all the stoppages and accumulating all of it into stoppage time. It's something that we saw in the last year's World Cup. Uh-huh. And the Women's that, World Cup as well. And the Women's World Cup. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. seen it in all FIFA competition and it started in last year's World Cup. And you're seeing games run to 100 plus minutes. This is going to be a theme this season in the Premier League. It's mm. a new rule. It's implemented. And we're not going to see many games under 100 minutes total time. 
coming up in this season. So the stoppages will be added to the end of a game in a huge way, which benefited Arsenal in this community shield. But my concern is exactly what Rafael Varane was saying, is for the players' sake, playing those extra minutes after a tough 90-minute game. We're used to seeing three minutes of stoppage time at the end of a 90. Mm -hmm. We're going to be seeing seven plus. We're going to be seeing 10 minutes regularly. So it's going to be like rugby, basically, because rugby, they stop the clock. With mm-hmm. every stoppage. Yes. And then after the game in rugby, you, you have played like your full 80. Because be, you know what I'll be interested in? What is the current uh, like average the minutes average, yeah. that are being played? It's probably like 60 minutes in EPL. Give or take. Give or take. Mm-hmm. Surely higher. Maybe if Tepi can just check that for Actually. us. So wait, when you say when you say how many minutes are played in the Premier League, you you, you I'm talking a game half. average in terms of like, action. A, if you exclude stoppages, stoppages as being playing, you know the ball goes out for yeah. a throw in. The ball goes out for throw in. I think it's more than injury. 60. I think it's more. Than, uh, it's probably closer to the eight. 80 minute mark. I don't think there's that much stop. You, you watch a football yeah. game, it's all action. Yeah, no, no, so, no that's what, I was just giving an example. That's yeah. why I'll say, let's see what is the average. So, but yeah. Then, does that not take away the sense? Because there's a, there's a lot that's happened over the years in terms of. It says of the average is 54 minutes and 49 seconds. Wow. You see? That's insane. That's yeah. crazy. Because, yeah, look, look at it this way. If a goal kick sometimes takes like a minute before they, could, they could start. Wow, that's so that's, that accumulates. Yeah, that that's that stands out for me. And throw-ins and stuff, but like those are part of the game. That's how the game has always been played. So adding all these other elements, like adding seven, ten minutes, like they're doing in the World Cup now. Uh, we know we've had lots of complaints about VAR mm. and what's what's gonna be next because there was a rule uh, a couple of years ago, or yeah. it could have been last year, where Arsene Wenger was saying a throw-in is actually not an advantage to the team that's got the throw-in. They are a man down because the man is outside throwing the, the ball, ball in. inside. Okay, makes Technically, sense. Technically, yeah. Yeah, so the makes advantage sense, yeah. is only possession, essentially. But you could lose that position in the moment of yes. throwing the ball True. in. And you're still a man down. Yeah. Who's outside. So is that going to be another rule that gets looked at? and like They're going to change it to kick-ins, maybe. Yeah, you know. But then you, you get a throw-in in the corner... And it's practically a corner kick. It's an advantage. But, uh, uh, I mean, are we then getting to a point where we are then becoming way too technical when it comes to football? I mean, the introduction of VR on its own is an advantage, but also it takes away, um, you know, from just certain things just, you know, slipping um, through the cracks. What do we say about that? For me, I'm a fan of VAR. Okay. And I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me. Mm -hmm. But I think... In years to come, we're going to see them refine it. VAR Mm. is still relatively new. Mm. And I think in years to come, they'll refine and improve VAR. I'd like to see more occasions where the referee goes to the monitor to see it himself rather than the people in the back room because that seems to be where a lot of the discrepancy has been coming from. But that is time-consuming and Mm -hmm. that's the issue. So I think they'll refine VAR and I think in years to come, we'll be fans of it. Like goal line technology is the big winner that we can all talk about. It's... Its efficacy has been awesome. Yeah. So, in terms of new rule changes coming up in this season, while we're there, we have a new offsides rules, which seem to favour the attacking player in a way. Okay. So, where it's no longer, it's the the previous rule was any part of the body That's that idea. is able to play the ball that, can play, that yeah. is now out completely. Okay. So, it's now any part of the player that is 
even if it's the on hand. side at all, even if it's the hand, he's now on side. Interesting. So I mean, that's a rule that you could check up on for us there as well as sure. the new off the new offside rules for thing. And then the rule that you don't have to check up on because I'm pretty confident about that one mm-hmm. is something that we saw from uh, Argentina goalkeeper and Aston Villa goalkeeper Emi Martinez during the World Cup with a lot of unsportsmanly gesturing ahead mm. of a penalty kick. And that is now being outlawed and referees can use their discretion to s- determine what is unsportsmanlike conduct and say to the goalkeeper, you're not allowed oh, yes, to do yes, that. Yes. That happened because of what happened Because of Emi Martinez's yes, actions in That's the That's a World very great area though. If you leave the discretion to the ref, my seeing of unsportsman behavior might not be the it's same not objective. as you do. But I think, yeah. I think this is, because it's specifically down to the penalties, I think anyone's going to be able to see it. A, refer- a goalkeeper that's moving around on his line a lot, stop that, stand still, stand on your line. But also that takes away- any gestures, any verbals, anything. But it's, I, I actually agree with the rule. I understand it takes away an element of mind games, which is part of football. But at the end of the day, it's very unsportsmanlike what what Emmy Martinez did. Like that should not be allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very unfair. It's unsportsmanlike conduct is unlikable. Yeah. I dislike yeah. it greatly. Yeah. Just play ball. Just play ball. Yeah. You know, yeah. give give equal opportunity to the person taking the free kick, uh, the yes. penalty kick, as the goalkeeper. And yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, sorry for interrupting, Marco. So it says here that players may now avoid a card despite committing a foul if the referee believes that they made a deliberate attempt for the ball. That's another new rule. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. So the professional foul rule thing, as long as it's a deliberate attempt for the ball. Mm-hmm. So, which I kind of like because the pace of the game has changed and we've been seeing lots of yellow and red cards. And if you watched Premier League in the 90s like I did, you'd see some hard tackles flying in and everything's fine. And, you know, I think it's a pet peeve for a lot of older ballers that they see cards thrown around like candy. Roy Keane might, would not be very happy with these new rules. I don't think he would have been. So this is a rule that favours that, that will decrease the volume of cards. Something, and I, I believe certain um, um, coaches or managers are not going to be happy about this one. It says now referees will have the power to respond to those angry bosses by taking stronger action, mainly by issuing yellow and red cards and sending them to the stands. Yeah, we've I seen that on rare occasions. Like uh, Arsene Wenger standing at Old Trafford like this <laughs> mm. years ago. So I think uh, that's another interesting one. Maybe it's something we'll see more regularly. Yeah. Guys, let's move on. Uh, let's move on from rules and nonsense yeah. and get into the actual football. Uh, while we're on the Premier League, we're looking ahead. We've made some predictions. Uh, check these out. These are my picks for this weekend's results. So welcome to our top five picks for this coming weekend's action with the Betway app. Uh, Get way more with Betway. So we're going to be digging into the Premier League, of course, the opening Premier League weekend. And my big pick for the weekend is pretty much everyone's is Manchester City to win their opening game against Burnley. We're also looking at the big game for the weekend, obviously Chelsea versus Liverpool. Tell you what, I really fancy Chelsea this season, but with that injury to Christopher Nkunku, uh, I fear that they might not have the goals in them just yet. So I'm going for a draw on that one. Then we're looking at Man United versus Wolves. Wolves just lost their manager and are going into this one as a team in disarray, really. Man United should get that one easy. Now we're switching over to the top leagues 
and then we look for South Africa's MTN8. Pretty simple on the Betway app. Uh, we're looking at Mamalodi Sundowns to win their game. And I also like the look of Supersport United versus Stellenbosch. And those are my picks for the Betway app. Okay, guys. So as we just saw my predictions, I went for Manchester City to win their game against Burnley on Friday. Uh, Len, I don't know what you think. I scheme a draw. But let me not speak about... Because it's as if like I'm throwing forward to my picks. We're still going to see those. Yes, it is. It's... On the surface of it, it's easy to say Man City for the win because they are the champions, defending champions. Burnley have just been promoted. But... uh, Why did you go with City? Let me ask you that, actually. I like Burnley as a side. I think they're a good side. They're coming straight up from the championship having won it. So they will have some confidence and I think they play Mm -hmm. good football. Manchester City are an unstoppable machine that I don't bet against easily. And I think that uh, the depth in the squad, the quality of the attackers and the professionalism that we see in that side is something different. Yeah. Uh, I think players like Kevin De Bruyne and Haaland are difference makers in a huge way. So I mm-hmm. fancy City to win that one. Yeah. And they're also not... City are not good starters. Remember last season? They started the first game with a, with a loss. I think it was against Tottenham, Elaine? Yeah. I think so, yes. Yeah, I yes. think it was Tottenham. So I'm surprised Marco went for them. But yeah, I also went for them anyway. But yeah. I think they're just... It's, they're difficult just that, I don't think yeah. Burnley can upset City. Honestly, I don't think... I, I, don't, I don't see it happening. One of my other picks during the Premier League weekend, uh, we say weekend, Monday night, Manchester United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mm-hmm. I think Wolves are a team in disarray. They've had to shed top quality players. We've seen Ruben Neves going over to the, the Saudi League. Mm-hmm. We've also seen... Uh, yeah, we've seen Ruben Neves going over to the Saudi League, which was an interesting one in a way. Uh, but they got money in for him. And we've also seen the Mexican striker for Wolves, uh, who's, uh, what is it? Uh, maybe you can check that for me. He's, his name's just missing escape me. Out of, he's escaped me. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Mm-hmm. But he's been a top, top striker for Wolves over the seasons. He had a long injury last season, but they've let him go as well. And that is, is problematic, seeing your top talents going in a side that sort of was scraping by in the season last yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Also, them losing their coach, I don't think is... Because, I mean, the coach and the club separated by mm. mutual consent, right? Right. And on the eve of a season starting, losing your coach could work either for you or against you. Yeah, but um, you're reaching. <laughs> it could work for you. It could. Because, like, they appoint a new manager or they get, like, one of the assistants to take over the club... And you know that there's like there's a different energy when a new coach comes in. Like most sides tend to perform better, beat one or two or three games under new management than somebody who's always been there for a while. We new do call it types. a new new manager bump. You know, you get a bump in performances with a new manager, yeah. and then things seem to stabilize. But I just don't think Wolves have it in them, unless you're Frank Lampard. Yeah, then you don't see much of a bump either. <laughs> is it Ruben Neves? No, no Ruben, Ruben Neves that, is the, the I think you're looking player. for Raul. Yeah. Raul. Yeah. Jimenez. Jimenez, yes. Yeah, Raul. Oh. Eh? The one who's left. Yes, yes, yes. He went to what? Fulham? 
Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, look. What's so, the other bet? So you scheme United for the win. I scheme United for the win, as we saw. Chelsea versus Liverpool. I went for a draw because of the Christopher Nkunku injury. I think mm. that Chelsea have had goals in them in pre-season, and I do like the look of Poch. I think they're a much better side. If they didn't see all of these improvements from last season, I'd go Liverpool hands down. But I do think that there's a draw in that one, just because I like Chelsea as a side, but I think they might be too early for them to really show the big improvements that we see. And Liverpool, good side, will get a draw. Interesting. In yeah. TN8, I think I went for the obvious picks. Sundowns to win their game just because they're sundowns. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't like to bet against sundowns. It's interesting when it comes to cup competitions that the underdogs normally then come out victorious. So it's, it's also going true. to be quite interesting. It's also true. Yeah. And then I also fancied Supersport United in their game against Stelis. I like Stelis, good side, but Supersport United, ultra-professional, good side. Uh, playing good football. Their game is at home, which is another point that we can discuss. True. For is their five supporters. The, there's wow. The shade. Hey, there's not <laughs> much. But to be fair, they don't have a home ground, do they? No, not really. They well, use they, Masterpiece. Well, uh, they were not allowed to use it. But Sundowns are. But Sundowns are using it. Aye. Hey, man. Money talks. Yeah. And apparently the stadium has actually not been fixed as it was supposed to be. Yeah, and that's why they weren't allowed to play their games yeah. there. Marco was saying now when we were watching the game that, you know, the pitch doesn't really look good, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. Sport right now, they're training in Sunning Hill. So they, they're still training in Joburg, yeah, yeah, I can say. But they're playing their games in Polokwane. That's insane. And, tough. And, and, and Gavin Hunt was complaining, and fairly so. Rightfully so. Oh, no, rightfully so. Yeah, right for us. I've got issues. Actually, I've got issues. Sorry to guys to throw you off a bit, yeah. but I've got issues with this thing of us having like state of the art um, stadiums and not being utilized for these teams. You know, I've got issues with the uh, with the Stellenbosch uh, ground. You know, you saw how Pirates were struggling to play in that pitch. You know, but we've got state of the art stadiums in Cape Town. Why are we not taking the games there? But you want Stellenbosch to leave Stellenbosch to go to Cape Town? Oh, then they must build a an, a nice stadium there in Stellenbosch. And it's not like they're struggling when it comes to, you know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. They can build it. In and Stellenbosch is nice, bro. I've been there. It's nice. Yeah, yeah they, it is. they just need a, a good infrastructure for football. Then. Improve that same stadium. They the can only do thing that, is yeah. you have to extend the pitch size because mm. I think that hurt Pirates in that game. Yeah, look, it had it, big time. Big time because Pirates ball now, you can see how they're playing. You know, it's it's on the floor. Mm. It's all cross-field passes, which they, they're doing very well. So We yeah, saw it, this week at Orlando Stadium. Yeah. They... You, it was chalk and cheese from the game that we played in Stelis. in Stelis and in Orlando. Though I feel like we were more in control in Stelis in a way, but in Orlando we were playing with more fluidity. But then again, like if going back to the issue of stadiums, right? Uh, we've got world-class stadiums. We've got there's Ellis Park, there's Loftus, there's FNB, there's Orlando, Maybe, there's Cape Town, there's whatever. But yes, it's you can't just 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 like. But why the, not? The Stelly Stadium is probably also much cheaper for Stellenbosch to actually use it than to go to the Cape Town Stadium in terms of rental. Because remember, our teams don't own stadiums. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I, I wish there was a model that will accommodate all these teams in order to utilize all these facilities. Because at the end of the day, if these fa- facilities are not being utilized, they become white elephants. I mm. agree. And what's the point, really? 
Well, there are rules and regulations in place for a reason, and that's why Supersports apparently aren't allowed to play their games at home, even though sundowns, it's fine for them. So I think, hey, this is going to be contentious all the way through. Yeah, no, that's, that does not make sense at all. And it's also the case of like, uh, and no, I am not bashing Kaiser Chiefs, guys. This whole thing of then one of their home games is in Polokwane, then the other one is in Deben, the other one is at FNB Stadium. What's like, going on there? I think it's, 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 I think we touched on it previously. Um, I mean, football in South Africa, in terms of fan base, we are scattered all over mm. the country. Especially it's, for a side yeah. So when they take their game to PE, for instance, or Deben, they can easily fill Moses Mabida. And that's revenue for them. You know yeah. what I mean? As opposed to where they were supposed to be playing FNB, where they don't really get good numbers. If you look at Chiefs, Chiefs games at FNB and their Soweto team, they don't get good numbers. That is maybe contentious. But speaking of contentious, <laughs> Len, the most contentious man with predictions in the history of the world. Let's have a look at yours. Alrighty, we are back. The season is back. And I can't wait to do my Betway picks for the weekend. First one, Man City against Burnley. I think Vincent Company, is, Vincent Company is going to pull a surprise. So that match, I'm going for a draw. Chelsea-Liverpool, Pochettino looks like he's got, he's got a good idea. He's got a good idea. So I scheme Chelsea for the win there. Man United versus Wolves, a clean, or rather, a new broom sweeps clean. So chances are Wolves might pull a surprise on Man United. And then the MTN8 is back, coming to South Africa. Super Sport United versus Stellenbosch. I think Gavin Hunt knows how to win cup competitions. Mamelodi Sundowns versus Morocco Swallows FC. That's going to end as a draw and go to penalties. So those are my picks for the weekend. If you want to be a winner with Betway, make sure you pick my picks. We said contentious. Okay, so you went for a draw for the Burnley-Manchester City, City game. game. Yes. Uh, I think the excitement of being back in the Premier League the excitement of uh, Vincent Company wanting to show that I'm not a flesh in the pan is 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 Bentley are gonna bring it. I think Bentley are gonna bring it, and a draw is what I'm expecting. And like Super Sub was saying earlier on, City are not good starters, mm. mm-hmm. so maybe they still like you know in the back foot Nyana. They'll the momentum will come. Yeah, not sure. But I think in the beginning they might not be the city that was demolishing teams left, right, and center like they did last season. Yeah, City do that. They have a, the business end of the season, the last, the running of games. They do extremely well. They know They've when shown to it pick. over the past few seasons. And it might be an issue. And, and even though I didn't go with the same pick as you, I don't dislike your pick. Mm-hmm. And especially if you want to get some odds on money, mm-hmm. it's a good bet. It's a good bet because the, the, the odds for the draw are a bit against yeah. Mm. It. yeah. But that's that's perhaps the place you can make your money up because it's a v- it's a very possible result. Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. plausible. Mm. Uh, I went for a Chelsea win. Yeah. Liverpool. I like Pochettino. I've been saying it for the past few weeks that I fancy Chelsea to become a much better side. Uh, Liverpool, obviously, a very good side, but didn't do that much business in the window, mm-hmm. whereas Chelsea did everyone's business for them and then a little bit more as well for the past few windows. So, and I really like Poch for that team. Speaking of Chelsea, and sorry to, I, I, I digress, I offer him. So I was watching Sky Sports earlier today and word has it that they're being investigated for financial fair play uh. during the Roman during the tenure of Roman Abramovich as an owner. 
I'm shocked. Interesting. I'm shocked. I'm so shocked, man. <laughs> Are you though? No, no we're no, sarcastic. We're Chelsea exactly. has spent money. Exactly. Chelsea like. just spent money. It's like we're shocked that PSG get investigated for financial fair play. Oh, really? Like, yeah. as if. Yeah. Like, we know there's going to be lawyers that are going to go quash this thing. Maybe a fine will be put in and such is going to happen. So we'll see how this unveils, uh, how, how it goes about and, and if they will get into trouble or not. Well, it will be the first time we've seen it in England because we've seen it in Italy with like Juventus who mm-hmm. got docked a lot of points for financial issues and they were removed from UEFA competition this season. Maybe that's why Chelsea did not qualify for the hey, European can, can remove us this year. <laughs> the, the They'll come back next year. Ready. <laughs> oh, and then the other picks that I did, um, Man United, Wolves. Like I said, new broom. I think Wolves might pull a surprise on Man United. Uh, so I am going for a Wolves win. Even the state that they are in right now? New broom, new broom. You'll okay. see, you'll see. Plus it's a Monday night game. Okay. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see. And then locally, MTN8... First cup competition of the season. Uh, Super Sport United, definitely for the win. Gavin Hunt, in situations like this, Gavin. knows how to maneuver. Uh, and Super Sport are known for, for they cup, are winners. cup competitions. And even the yeah. coach on his own is decorated, so of course. Yeah. yeah. And Sundance Solis. Me, I go for the Dubai Bates. I'm kidding. It, that game is going to be a draw and go to penalties. That you did say. You I did remember. say that. Yeah. yeah. Should we go to mine? I let's, think let's move on. Yeah, let's go. These are super subs picks for the weekend. What's up, Bullers? This is your super sub, and I've got five picks from these upcoming games this weekend. Um, I'm going to start with the Premier League. Um, Burnley versus Manchester City. I'm easily going to go for Manchester City there. Okay. And then moving along... Chelsea versus Liverpool. I'm going to go for Chelsea win. Pochettino has shown that uh, he's building a very formidable squad. I think they're going to cause an upset. I'm going to go for Chelsea. And then last one. Manchester United versus Wolves. I'm going for a United win there. And then I'm going to move to South Africa for the MTN8. Mamilo de Sundance versus Swallows. Hmm, it's a tricky one. I'm going to go for Swallows simply because Swallows has been coached by Steve Compella, who was with Mamilo de Sundance. I think he knows their number. He might just cause an upset. So I'm going to go for Swallows there. And then Supersport versus Stellis. Stellenbosch are really good, but I think I'm going to go for Supersport. They've been really, really good in Cups over the years as well. But yeah, I'm going to go for Supersport. And those are my picks for the weekend. So, Burnley, Manchester City, I went for City. Though I, I believe they're slow starters, but I just don't think Burnley has it in them to upset Man City. A little bit of supporters' bias as well. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, hey, man. <laughs> we can see. I am a Man United fan. I went for the City win. I think and then um, the second one, I think uh, it was uh, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool. I think Pochettino has cooked something there. I think uh, they're gonna make. Uh, they're gonna cause an upset. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the third one was Wolves versus Man United. I went easy. United. 
you know, they on that one. Brotherly love. But I Man United see. really do look good. I think they've made good signings. Uh, we're going to get into the, the issue of them seemingly cutting some fat in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, they, they just do. They look like a good side. They've got a striker. And if you look at uh, last season, the only thing that we would say it was missing, it was just a goal poacher. And now they've got uh, this new kid in the block. And Hoilun. Yeah. So I think, yeah, they're going to... He injured for like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, so he's not, yeah, he he's not play. playing on Monday. Yeah. But yes, he won't be playing. But still, Arsenal will go for United on this one. And then uh, coming to South Africa, Sundance versus Swallows. They do it bad. Hey. Yeah, I went the other way. I feel like Compella has been at Sundance for long, uh-huh. guys. I feel like he knows Sundance number. And it might cause an upset. I went for Swallows for a win. And did you see the odds? Jeez. Yeah. If Swallows can pull it off, that will be a good return. You know? Money in the bank. So you, One, rec- man, so money you in the bank. Steve is going to be compelling. Oh. Ah. <laughs> okay. Poo, 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 poo. Drop that thing of yours. <laughs> Guys, I can't hear more of this. Let's see Tepi Worldwide's bets. Hello, everyone. Tepi Worldwide here. And we are doing what we do the best is give you your predictions that you need to pick and is brought to you by Betway. So I'm going to start in the EPL. We have two matches that I believe are worth the watch. So the very first one is going to be Chelsea versus Liverpool. Obviously, one that the rest of us are not going to not watch. But I do believe that Jurgen Klopp just might do great things. So I'm actually going to go the opposite direction and say that Liverpool is going to take this one. Another big match that I'm looking forward to, it is going to be Arsenal versus Nottingham. I think this one is pretty much a no-brainer. I do see um, Arsenal taking this one, considering also they have their confidence being boosted given how well they've done when it comes to the most recent cup that they have acquired. Let's take it back to Mzansi, um, which is obviously the DSTV Premiership. The very first match is going to be the Empton 8, obviously the very first competition when it comes to the new season. First match is going to be Supersport United. They are going to be going up against Staley's. Staley's doing relatively well their very first match, um, winning that one. But I believe that when it comes to um, cup competitions, we're talking about a coach such as Gavin Hunt, who's very decorated. So I do see um, Supersport United taking that one. And we do also have a Cape Town City going up against Kaza Chiefs. Unfortunately, Kaza Chiefs not doing very well when it comes to their very first match. So I do see Cape Town City taking this one. Sorry, my Chiefs. And finally, we do also have another match, and that one is going to be um, Sundowns versus Swallows. Considering also that Coach Gombela does come from Sundowns, but, um, you know, I believe he is still new when it comes to Swallows, so I do not see him winning this match. I do believe that Sundowns still has it in them, and um, I'm giving this one to Rolani. So I'm saying that Sundowns is going to be victorious with this one. And that's me, Tepi Worldwide, and we are brought to you by Betway. Let's go. Um, so I'm just going to start with EPL. Um, when it comes to Arsenal, Nottingham, I think Arsenal, considering also their confidence has been boosted drastically, I think Arteta also made some good signings so far, and we've seen him, we've seen the team and how well they're kind of gelling. 
So I see um, Arsenal doing quite well. That's a win. Yeah, so um, let's actually talk about the Arsenal game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sure. I think the one thing that came up in the news this week is that there's some people who are very upset that they didn't reschedule that game because it's going to clash for TV viewing mm. uh, with the FIFA Women's World Cup England game. Hey, <laughs> Marco, it's Women's Month. So yeah, no, they should, have, they, they should have moved, moved that game. They should have moved yeah, it. Yeah, it's I Women's agree. Month. Yeah, actually. Because the thing but is... Women's Month in South Africa. Is Women's Month everywhere in the world? I think so. It should be. Is it though? I, I don't know. I to don't be know. honest, you can fact check that. No, 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 no. It's in South Africa. It's in South Africa. Exactly. There's an international one. But yeah. I'm just saying, from a from a perspective of, we started with the FIFA Women's World Cup when it started. Yes. We watched the Nigerias, the Moroccos, the... The SA. The South Africas of, of course. this world. And the Zambia. Yes. Uh, they might be knocked out. It doesn't mean the competition is finished. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, look... Yeah. Now our so lo- loyalty has been tested. You know, mm-hmm. were we watching women's football because there was nothing to watch, or were we watching women's football because we are really, really interested and uplifting women's football? That like, is the question. Yeah. So, like, okay, it's not the Chelsea Liverpool game, which all eyes will be on. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's Arsenal versus Forest. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Who cares? I'm not to- <laughs> I'm not saying who cares. Arsenal's a great side. I'm sure a lot of people want to watch the Arsenal game. Yeah. Wow. But at least it's Arsenal versus Forest and not Chelsea Liverpool, which is. I'd be saying the same thing about Man United. Don't worry. It's more the Nottingham <laughs> Forest element, not the Arsenal element. I did say the shots are coming. It's fine. Yeah, no, take them, man. It's okay. Well. It's okay. Okay, let's go on to the next pick. Yes, it uh, is. You... Um, so we go Lime Zanzi. We are doing M108. I'm passionate about SA football. And yeah. this is going to be the very first cup competition so far. And naturally, um, Stelly's did well for their very first match. Yeah, um, yeah, they yeah. played against Alana Pirates, Pirates, I believe, and they won 1-0. Right. Um, yes, you've spoken about the pitch and they could have had an advantage. Yeah. They are a strong team, but I mean, I know Gavin and how well he's done in the past. Coming from Bidvest and now at Supersport. So I see Gavin doing quite well, or the team rather. Um, so I see that as a win for Supersport United. Yeah, we did see you choose that win. Let's move on yeah. to the next result because we've discussed that one yes, already yes, and yes. I think we're largely in agreement for that. One. Yes, 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 yes. And then we have Mamelodi Sundowns, obviously, versus Swallows. And, I mean, you know, you are in agreement, gentlemen, that, you know, Mr. Compel is compelling and he might then do well. But I don't think that he is where he needs to be when it comes to Swallows. I don't see them winning against um, a Sundowns, not at this point. They have potential, yes, but not as yet. We can't be too ambitious. Another match that I think is going to be quite interesting is Super. Um, no, sorry, um, Cape Town City versus Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. Kaiser Chiefs once again, you know, got into the season, you know, sluggish. Um, so I do not see them um, winning this one. Cape Town City, good form. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't see that happening. By the way, also shout out to Sundowns because I watched the match against Sukukune. One, mind you, Sukukune winning, um, losing rather one nil, but. You know, what I like about Sundowns, it's as though they were performing as though it was not the first match of the season. In Gare, they were already, you know, in their groove. I saw them very comfortable. And you might say also, Uti, you know, Gompela knows how, um, you know, Sundowns plays. But I saw a different Sundowns um, that played against Bukune. So it's going to be quite interesting to see what Ulani does. I actually want to talk about the Cape Town City thing. Because yeah. with their opening game of the season, they got a very late goal. Mm-hmm. to win their game 1-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I found interesting about that is obviously Cape Town City have already been a good side. But what was interesting about the final goal is that two debutants combined for mm-hmm. the late yeah. goal. So it shows 
perhaps a little bit of know-how in the transfer market mm. coming to fruition on the pitch very quickly, which mm -hmm. isn't normally the case. Interesting. Yeah, look, quite funny you say uh, the, the new signing, they were like really, really your standout. Um, just to add on what you're saying, if you look at as well at Pirates Delhi's um, game, I mean, man of the match was Traore, you know, the, the new signing, you yeah, know. Yeah, he came so through. So he, he came in, he was gelling as well. So it's going to be interesting when it comes to this weekend fixtures as well, you know. Definitely. And speaking about new signings and like just injecting some level of positivity in a team. Yeah. Uh, this is in reference to Paris because you just mentioned them now. Mm. Yeah, man. Oof. Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Parrot's he's a kid. He's a kid. He's a kid. I think Parrot, I, I think, and, and I stand to be corrected, you know, I think Parrot's this season, out of um, most teams, like that are going to be, I think they're going to be like the most team that had good business. Okay, but Super Sub, I mean, we're talking about London Paris and we're talking about, um, well, in this case, the top three. As much as they might be doing relatively well, I mean, London Paris lost their first match, yes, but they won a 4-2, uh, I believe. Yeah. How yeah. do we see them doing when it comes to CAF? Um, Super Sport going to Confederations, obviously, and then London Paris and Sundowns going into CAF um, Champions League. Look, I think the addition of all these players like your Masangane and all of them, yes. I think it it gives Orlando Paris depth. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just how the the coach um, jungles his squad. We've got enough depth to to go all the way. I think you know, I think Paris, it's well oiled. We've we've seen yesterday. Obviously, we had a few mistakes there and yeah, there. You know, have. like the keeper did um, uh, that pass that uh, ended up in a in a in a, in a goal, but. Mm -hmm. Other than that, Orlando Pirates look solid, guys. You know, I think they can go all the way. And historically, Pirates have done well in CAF as well. Yes. Yep. So there's a formula. There's yeah. a formula. And now there's also players. So it's just a matter of, you know what, let's jungle our squad uh, um, well between uh, CAF, uh, MTN8 now and, and the league. You know what I mean? Because very soon it's going to be starting. We also discussed this last week is the difficulties that CAF competition puts on sides in terms of their performance in the domestic yeah. Uh, yeah. tournaments as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's something that might impact Pirates this season is like paying too much attention at CAF, letting your league form slip. Yeah. But you've got a Sundowns who are able to get to the semi-finals of a CAF and still go on to win the league mm. and maybe quite easily a little cup, bit you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think and what has always happened and a lot of people crucify Sundowns for this is that like yeah you're buying all the players in mm. the league but what Sundowns is effectively doing is making sure that we can perform They've at enough. all these fronts and we've got enough players you can't be using Shalulile, Maseko, Zwani all the, non-stop all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you but also I mean teams I think a team like Sundowns for example a team like um, Orlando Pirates have the know-how you know there are certain teams we know that are good with local cup competitions for example there are teams that we know that they are just gunning for top eight for example there are teams that we know that when it comes to continental show pieces you know they're gunning for that there needs to be a know-how there needs to be a way that you go about it there needs to be a, a strategy also at the back when it comes to your technical team where they know who to put where at what time who do we utilize at this point who mm. do we race who do we, you know what i mean so that then c plays a big part when it comes to teams such as sundowns teams such as Orlando Pirates, it would be quite difficult for, um, I mean, Amazulu was in Confed at some point, but it would be quite difficult for uh, um, a, 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 a Chigli Boys, for example, Chipo United, or like a, 
they need to qualify you know, first. To then to qualify, yes. Say mm. God happens, ne? And then they do qualify. It's going to be quite no, a challenge sure, for, for them sure. to be able to just maneuver around. Look it. how that's thing he struggled last season. Uh, um, Marumo. Marumo Gallant. Yeah. Ended up being relegated. Almost relegated, yeah. Look, I think it, it's going to boil down to... Not almost. Uh, they were relegated. Yes, they were relegated, They're actually. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yes, you're right. Yeah, They're you're out. right. I was saying, like, uh, for Orlando Pirates, I think it's going to boil down on how they jungle their squad. Because I think there's there. But Kapinga yeah. is there as well, yes. you know? Yeah. You know, so there's, they, they, they made a few good signings. And I think those signings really, really complement the squad, you know? Is Lodge going to see game time this season? Definitely. Okay. He's a big part of Orlando Pirates. Okay. Look, I was just uh, hey, man, I know where you want to take this. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Well, I, I want to hear. Asking. Wait, no, me, I want to hear. No, Kerry, there's a case pending. The judgment. Yeah, so if he goes into prison, hey, man. It By is the what way, it is. so how would you want a team to respond or deal with a person that has allegations of, of this sort? Do we still play him? Are we talking about, you know, we need this person because we are still a business? Or do we say morally and, you know, for, you know, the general public, we, we, we sit him down? Look, for me, it's, it's, it's a matter of uh, did, did he account, you know, to his... Did he account? Well, it looks like he has accounted because, I mean, Paris did come out with a statement to say that he has attended anger management and, and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know how anger true management. that is and how far it is. Or yeah. was he just doing it so that he can save his job? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, but it looks like they went about it that way, where they, they get him through counseling mm -hmm. so that a similar mistake does not happen again, you know? Yeah. Marco, if you are chairman of Cosa and you have this now um, predicament, what do you do? Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I think I would suspend him for some time just to save face because the squad is deep. Yeah. Just because the squad, it, it seems like an easy decision. Let's suspend a player for some time. They've already done the right thing and saying he's going to anger management classes, whatever, whatever. Giving the person, which we need to do, human beings, give them an opportunity to right their wrongs yeah. and rectify the things they've done. I think we need to do that in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that, that would be the easy decision. And then with the hopes that later in the season when you need players back in the side, he can keep his fitness in training and things, but just suspend him from playing action. Okay. For some time, I think that might might work in their favor. Len, thoughts? So me, I just follow the the the, the what the processes, the, the processes, <laughs> yeah. the law. There's a, there's the law. But as a club, if somebody is under investigation for certain things, you suspend them. You Mason Greenwood them. You yeah. Benjamin Mendy them. Mendy them until the law takes its path and course, what, what, yeah, yeah. Mm. and you'll follow subsequent to that. Uh, preferably, because you might say, okay, cool, yeah, you're out or we're going to terminate your contract. And then it becomes the Mendy situation and the courts don't find you guilty. Mm -hmm. Now you can, have to, to pay that person. Can I throw the spin into the works there? Okay. We must also take into consideration that playing football is their job. If you are accused of something, you are innocent until you're proven guilty. And you're taking away someone's job. Yeah, so if tomorrow I'm accused of doing something, does that mean I need to lose my income? Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a moral standpoint versus we sub you. So, <laughs> I know. Does your contract also not say that you should not at, at any point put the, the brand into, into disrepute? disrepute? It's true. 
So how do you prove that I've put the brand into disrepute until I am proven by the court of law? That is also fair. Okay. But you also that's why you get suspended pending investigations and But uh, you still get your salary. It depends. Look at Bendy's uh, maybe, situation. He yeah. was not getting a salary and now he's suing Manchester City. Yeah, but he must sue you see what I mean? So it's a very, it's a question too. And I think, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one for anyone. And yeah. obviously as a club, you want to set an example that, you know, we, you, you don't stand against, you, you stand against what the player has done, you know. But at the same time, there must be a balance, I suppose, you know. So, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. But we are is... not activists, guys. Yes. You, you okay, yeah. so let's move on to happier <laughs> news. Yeah, let's move on. I wanted to ask something before we move uh, to, to happier news. Sure. Uh, Opening weekend of the DSTV premiership. Who was your... This who, is the which, happier news. Oh. <laughs> but yes, go. Who's, who's, which team was most impressive for you? Oh, opening. Yeah, look, I think my melody Sundance, like Tepi said, it looks like they've picked up from where they left off. Yeah, you know, they just... That machine is just like, yeah, it's just well-oiled and it's just moving, you know? Yeah. Look, uh, I'm inclined to say, you know... Um, there's a, there was a little bit of improvement, a little bit, with Kaiser Chiefs, because I think a lot of time we bash them. Mm. But I've seen their first game. You know, I think the biggest problem that Chiefs had last season, it's solved, which is defense. Mm. The introduction of Musimango has proved to be like very solid for Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. They look solid in that first uh, game against uh, the Chile boys. They defended well. Their biggest problem is up front. Uh, I, I, I don't think they've got enough creative players to create those chances. And I think if they can get that right, I think Chiefs is back into contention this season. For me, Super Sport United. Mm. And, and there's one standout moment that I've been dying to talk about, or, or one mm. standout uh-huh. feature about them. Obviously, Gavin Hunt, I think we touched on the stadium's issue for a little bit. He's extremely upset about not being able to play at home and very confused that Sundowns are allowed to use their stadium when they're not. But what really stood out for me was uh, Shandre Campbell. Wow, he's 18 years old. Mm-hmm. He's still in school. Mm. He looked a different level of player. And in the post-match a- interview, Gavin Hunt was even saying that he hasn't even been training with the squad for the past few weeks because he's at school. And he's going, he has to go back to school. <laughs> anyway, so he's not even training with the squad. Yeah. He's not even training with the squad, but he's so good that he makes the team. Yeah. And he's a really, really top player. And I think he's an exciting prospect for the future. And I think Supersport looked dominant in that game against Richards Bay. Uh-huh. Dominant. And they were wasteful on opportunity. He won man of the match, right? Isn't it the kid? I think he might have, yeah. So oh, yeah, he won man of the match. Minute. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Richards Bay looked poor. And I think, what is it, 17 games without a win for Richards Bay? Mm. And they lost on Tuesday night as well. They followed up with another defeat against the Golden Arrows last night. Which was very silly because, like, you, f- you found a Richards Bay. They were obviously trailing because Arrow scored first, right? Mm. Cool. Richards Bay managed to level up the game. Literally 30 seconds later, yeah. they concede. Right away. Yeah. Yeah, so soft underbelly there, and I, I worry for Richards Bay if this think, is a uh, thing. I, I think they I mean, are the only ma- contenders for, for relegation because mm. that is a long time to not win a football match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a long time. 
So for me, I don't know. I'm excited to see Shandre Campbell mm-hmm. for both Bafana Bafana and Super Sport United's purposes. Isn't it I, encouraging that we have like youngsters like uh, him? Maseko is yeah. also relatively mm. young. Uh, From Sundowns. Yes. I saw him earlier. He was he was he w- sending w- Frostler to he was cooking <laughs> he was cooking Frostler. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tepi can actually check. Oh, by the way, Campbell did not score. Um, my bad. Yes, you were saying. Uh, I was going to say you must uh, if we can check the score, uh, the final score between Chiefs and two one. Chief. Oh now. Oh, is it? Game is over. Game, game is, is over. Oh okay, cool. Not bad. At least two one to who? To Mamelo de Sundowns. Obvious. What do you mean obvious? Yeah, but if you look at that game as well, I mean, it's two one. It's very close. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, if you look in the past few few uh, fixtures, Mamelo Sundance will give you like a proper proper hiding. Well, last season Chiefs oh, lost three nil. Yeah, in the was it three nil? Four nil. Four nil. Four nil. Last season. So you look at this at, result. You know, it just yeah. goes to show you with. The point that I was making earlier, I think Chiefs now just needs to focus up front. They need to come up with a plan up front because I think defensively they look like they are a solid team. I, that, given Simango guy, I think he just makes things a lot better for Kaiser Chiefs defensively. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's still transfer window. Let's look at a few things that might come just before we close off. Harry Maguire to West Ham. I'm a Manchester United fan. I think a lot of Manchester United fans are celebrating because they want to be rid of Maguire. <laughs> You know, thing. I am celebrating for Harry Maguire mm-hmm. because I like him as a player. Yeah. I think Harry Maguire, he's been a good professional since being ousted from the squad, from the starting 11s of the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a very good player and it just looks like a bad relationship, Manchester United and Harry Maguire. So that move to West Ham, I actually see him performing really well at West Ham. If the move comes to fruition, 30, like is it enough? 30 million pounds. Yeah, is it enough? F- considering the performances over the past two years, it has to be enough. But yeah. with the money that United spent, only to be able to sell him just for like. Yeah, look, Manchester United will also get another investigation on them for financial fair play. Don't worry, it's also yeah. coming. Look, I agree with you there, Marco. I'm happy for Harry in a sense that, like, I'm repeating what you've said, like, he has been a professional. And for, for Manchester United to go and spend the amount of money that they spent when they acquired him, it showed that he's got talent. And I think it was just a, a relationship that did not work out. And I'm hoping that if that, that move happens, I'm hoping that we can see the Harry from Leicester. Because the Harry from Leicester was a showstopper. I think even his first few seasons before he got arrested in Greece... His first few seasons with Man United, then he got arrested for hitting a cop in Greece or some undercover yeah. cop in Greece, and then he came back a different. Like yeah. from then, it was all downhill. Yeah. So uh, I wish him the best, and I wish West Ham the best as well on that signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also looking at Scott McTominay to add to that. That would be one that I'd be curious to see why Man United would let him go because he seems like we were talking about the inversion systems. Yeah. Yeah. That I think are going to be popular, and Eric Ten Hag going very deliberately towards the inversion systems in preseason. He changes to six up front, one in midfield, and three at the back, you know, during an attack in transition. So I think Scott McTominay is a very good player for being able to balance out an inversion system. So yep. I'd be curious to see as to why they would let Scott McTominay leave, uh, besides the fact of needing to free up the midfield uh, financially for an Amrabat. Yeah. And getting uh, what prowse? Uh, for, for Spurs, uh, for West Ham, yeah, yeah. It, it it looks like a pre, pretty decent piece of business because yeah. Ward Prowse, 
He's got goals in him. He's a very good uh, free kick taker. Uh, I think he's the most prolific in Premier League history, if really? I'm not wrong, in terms of his conversion rate for for direct free kicks. Yeah. So he's, he's right up there. He's right up there with the David Beckham's of this world. Oh, and wow. Juan Mata's and thing. Juan yes. Mata also had a very good conversion rate in the Premier League era. Yeah. So I like James Wood Price, and and we talk free kicks, which is obviously what stands out for us as fans, but also corner kicks. Yeah, something seemingly simple, but effective. Mm. You know, uh, I think it was Sir Alex Ferguson spoke about Charlie Adam, who went to Liverpool at the time from a Blackpool. Blackpool, yes, and. And he had said that the transfer fee was valid f- on corner kicks alone. That's yeah. Insane. Some yeah. more transfer news. Uh, money going to Saudi? Yes. Officially very done? interesting. And I think what's interesting about that is he looks happy mm-hmm. for a change. I don't think he ever looked happy in Bayern Munich. And we seemingly see why after his representatives or coming out into the, the press talking mm-hmm. about uh, the, the conflict with Leroy Sane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we touched on it uh, on this uh, same show. Uh, I think we were with Mike, yeah. And we were saying it's, it's so out of character for Mane to, to behave in a manner that he did. Something might, might have triggered him, you know. And mm. this news coming out that there was uh, a racial slur that were directed at him by Sane, it, it makes us believe that that could be true because Mane has carried himself professionally throughout. You know what I mean? I believe it. And I think that's why Leroy Sane was who was a top player at Manchester City, was allowed to go. Because yeah. I think that from the, the behind-the-ball situation, yeah. he's mm. a toxic player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other interesting transfers that you've seen? Matt Turner has left. He's gone to Nottingham Forest from Arsenal. Arsenal mm-hmm. acquired yeah. uh, Raya from Brentford. Yes. Oh, yeah. so the backup keeper. Not a, not, a, not a bad signing, uh, I think. Yeah, uh, he will compete. Yes, he will compete. Yes. Um, another big transfer. Um, um, City saying that they're not willing to negotiate. Oh um, yeah, Bernardo Silva, Silva and Silva. Kyle Walker, yes. both players. Yes. Yeah. We were discussing both of them a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and talking about how letting them leave would be difficult. Uh, they've already lost Ilkay Gundogan mm. to Barcelona. They had no power over that because his contract had run yeah. up completely. Yeah. Bernardo Silva, Kyle Walker, both. In, both in the last years of their contract, a lot of clubs approaching thinking City would require the money yeah. uh, and let them go so as not to lose them for free next season. And City are like, come with big offers and we'll talk. Yeah. Mm. But we want the players to stay. And they've both been offered new contracts that yep. it looks like they're going to sign. It looks mm. like they're going to so sign. So that yeah. last year business is going to go out the door. Uh, very good news for Manchester City. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Look, I was set to lose Bernardo, you know. I was set with the idea of losing Bernardo, rather, you know, because I think he makes that team gel. If you look at the crucial games that we we won last season, you know. they won, yeah. Bernardo was very instrumental, you know. I mean, you can't lose Gundogan, who was also very instrumental. And and lose Bernardo Bernardo in the same season. In the Champions League semi-final against Real Madrid. That's what I mean, you know. you, You lose those two players in one window and... I think that was going to cause problems for City, but I'm glad that uh, they're saying they're not going to negotiate in any under, in any condition yeah. with those two. You know. Yeah, I think if Barcelona had money to spend, that might have been the one thing that mm. would have maybe triggered Bernardo Silva's eye. Mm. I don't think PSG is really attractive enough no, for him to want to so. leave. But Barcelona, maybe yeah. as a Portuguese player, especially who look mm. at Bar- you know you look at continental players mm. that look at Barcelona and Real Madrid as the 
absolute the epitome. epitome. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that you always sort of see continental players easily tempted by a Real Madrid or a Barcelona, but mm. with Barcelona's issues financially, the other last bit of transfer news, perhaps potential moves for Anzu Fati all across the Premier League. Uh, yeah, sure. And yeah, for boy, me, yeah. I think Anzu yeah. Fati is a future bound all contender. Ah, he's a star, that boy. Uh, he must wait for Vinny to retire first. Yeah, no. You think so? <laughs> yeah. well, what about Arda, the new Turkish youngster in Real Madrid? Look, it's a, it's a new crop of young talent yeah. coming up. Uh, sure. So in the next two, three years, like if... Uh, Mbappe does not win a Ballon d'Or anytime soon, mm-hmm. or a Hala, well, there's, there's still the Hallands of this world that could scoop up the Ballon d'Or, but yeah. there's also the Vinnies of this world. Um, so many youngsters that like can. I think that transition from the Messi Ronaldo era, there's now quite a bunch of very talented youngsters mm. that, are that are coming up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just have to see how they fare across the different clubs and leagues that they play. Consistency yeah. is going to be key for young players. Yeah, definitely. Are we done talking about Mbappe and his potential move? Are we done with that? Yeah, let's Even leave that. Is boring. Are we done? At this yeah. point? Boring. Boring. We've got better things to talk yeah. about, guys. Yeah. Banyana, banyana. Oh, uh, congratulations. To congratulations to that, uh, last 16 finish, uh, unfortunately. I'm selling my feelings, though. Netherlands was always going to be a bridge too far. Yeah. yeah. For me, I feel like we respected Netherlands. Because if we look at how Netherlands scored their goals, it was not clear-cut chances that they usually like created. Mm-hmm. It shows that we we had them at bay, you know. And I feel like our approach to our game, like we played what they call uh, lower line engagement, where you wait for your opponent to come at you, you know, and which is a conservative, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. a bit conservative, and and. We did well in our transition, but we were not as clinical. You know, I think a different approach on the day would have yielded better results. But I feel like that game, we had it. We had like good chances that we did not convert. And I feel like we just gave Netherlands too much respect. Hmm. And there will be a new women's football champion crowned at the end of the season because USA are gone. Yep. We are celebrating well, finishings yeah. in, the, in, the, in the last 16. 16. USA is out and they're not impressed. But historically, the success yeah. of the USA would be... That makes sense to yes. me. It's like Sundowns finishing fourth. You think they'll be happy with that? Yeah. They wouldn't be. Chiefs would. <laughs> I'm joking. You see, that's the Kaiser Chiefs hater. Bolas, not me. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. I've been speaking good things about Chiefs now. But yeah. But you just had to ruin it there. But yeah. But anyway, congratulations to our girls, man. Unfortunately, yeah. they do not, you know. But them getting to that point to me is just something to celebrate. I would have wanted them to really go in. But I mean, say la vie, right? But you look even the results across the board for them. Uh they they played very well against Sweden in their opening game mm-hmm. and lost it. Mm. Again through what you might describe as you know, so, yeah, you know, but th- they played very well against Sweden, but lost against Sweden, who I think is one of the best women's football teams in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. Argentina draw, draw, which shouldn't have been a draw. Mm-hmm. You know, they they th- threw it away a little bit, but we still need to compliment you on the entirety of your performance in that game. Mm-hmm. And then the win against Italy, impressive, good quality win, good heart and spirit, which mm-hmm. you always like to see from a football side. And then the Netherlands, who's a really great side as well, losing that game. So 
over the in terms of managing expectations, etc., were expectations met? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Speaking look. of which, I'm sorry, darling, I'm just going to interrupt you there. Um, I, re- I remember you sending an article uh, on our group about how it was not really only South Africa that were having yeah. challenges when it comes With their to federations and, and, you know, just the yes. planning of it. Jamaica was one of the ja- biggest Jamaica ones. Jamaica had, had to, to go do a GoFundMe. GoFundMe. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, mm. you know. What but, do we say about that at this level? Look, at this rate, the girls went, they did us proud. Yeah. We are proud of them. Yeah. Uh, may long women's football be taken seriously in this country. Maybe let's professionalize the league. Perhaps that will give us a far bigger chance come the next AFCON or Women's Africa Cup of Nations. Wafcon, come yeah. the next World Cup. If we have our house in order and women's football in this country is taken with the seriousness that it needs to be taken with. I agree. Yeah. Speaking of having the house in order, our house is completely in order here. Big thank you to Betway, our sponsors <gasps> for Onside ZA. We're done, guys. We're wrapping up. Big thank you to Betway. Get way more with Betway. Thank you so much, Len Moleko. Thank you very much, Marco. Oh, and before I get out of here, uh, Super Sub told me uh, our fantasy league is up and running. Oh, oh yeah, yes. fantasy league. Yes, the code is at the bottom. You can join us. Uh, let's see. We'll almost like give you like a rundown on who's leading, who's where, what, 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 what. Okay, what. we'll get into that. Yes, but we'll get into that. Look at, look at our points and our teams uh, properly on the next episode of Onside ZA. Powered by Zedway. Worldwide, thank Darling. you so much. Super Sub, thank you so much. Danko. Remember to stay onside, don't be offside. Be onside with us and Betway. Thank you.